welcome back to the Fantasy Footy Brains podcast. Daniel Mooney, how are we, boys? Yeah, good, Very thanks, good man. Cracking weekend of footy, if I do say so myself. Boys, did you uh, did you hear the, the breaking news? What's that? <laughs> oh, here we go. It's now confirmed the ambush is on. Cows, 2021 premieres. <laughs> the ambush <laughs> is on. Well, I didn't 34, expect that. 34-30. Cows get the chocolates over the tigs in the most convincing win of all time. <laughs> Booked your tickets for the granny? Mate, seriously, it, it, it'd be financially irresponsible for me not to. <laughs> Never in saying. doubt. Never in doubt. Never in doubt. Oh, Josh Halliday, when you listen to this, we're going all the way, buddy. We're going all the way. Cows are on. <laughs> um, no, let, we'll, we'll get to that, though. Cracking weekend of footy, gentlemen. Again, a few, uh, few lopsided games, but let's... Uh, Let's start with one, uh, the Thursday night fixture, Rabbitohs and Broncos. What caught your eye, Daniel? Uh, well, Latrell. Uh, just like I said, uh, top scorer <laughs> of this match, Stop 95 it. points. Hey, I had to say it because I did not have a, a correct prediction for the rest of this weekend, so I'm claiming it now. Um, yeah, looked very good, was in basically everything and just stomped over the Broncos really in that game. Uh, two tries to his name and a field goal just before. Uh Oh, it wasn't just before halftime. It was towards the end of the game, wasn't it? Um, Yeah, Reynolds had the halftime one. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, the two-pointer. That was good. Um, Yeah, that's true. Need I say more? Looked very good. Um, Payne Haas as well uh, played very well. Uh, Got a a try save and a ton of tackles in there, which uh, really helped him boost his stats. Uh, 77 in 66 minutes. Looked like he could be still very good, even with about, what, 10 odd minutes less than he normally gets a game. So uh, yeah, looks very hot as well for the, for the Broncos and probably will be doing a lot of work uh, in the next few weeks, considering their form just kind of isn't there at the moment. Uh, what do you reckon, man? Um, yeah, wholeheartedly agree. Payne Haas, um, he sort of didn't do heaps flashy, but just racked up bulk defensive stats. Oh, 170 metres to be fair, five tackle breaks. I think he had a couple of runs where he broke a few tackles, ran across the line. Yeah, how much more flash do you want? I want him to break the line. <laughs> Coward. I would fair enough, that. fair enough. Chip chip and chase next week, Payne. Yeah, All you, please. baby. Um, but on the sort of the downside, I think it um, wasn't really good to see Damien Cook um, sort of come off with 15 minutes to go. He was on track for, I thought he was going to, you know, pump out of 60-odd. Um only 44 in 66 minutes um, for Damien. So that was, I think, that maybe the the way that the Rabbitohs are going to go is uh, if they're pumping someone, then they're just going to take Damien Cook off and let whatever rookie they're playing that week. Or Benji, if he's on the bench, come on and play the last 20 minutes um, and let them just do whatever they want, um, which kind of sucks if you're a Damien Cook owner because he seems to be on huge one week and then, you know, a 40 to 45 the next, um, which isn't what you really want for the money that you're paying for him. Um, otherwise, Cameron Murray, he was got yeah. 50, but underwhelming. Um, he sort of <laughs> scraped a 50. So he's not really convinced me at the moment. Um, yeah, this one's sense. really... This one's really hard to kind of judge Cam Murray because he he kind of he does look good on the field, but it just seems like he's just not getting the stats that he used to get. I know he used to be a menace in the middle of in the middle of the park and get a lot of line breaks and tackle bust, but he just doesn't seem to be, I guess, running the ball as often as he normally does. It's a lot more you know run to the line, pass out the back type um, lock play, kind of like Tyron Peachy as a ball player rather than an actual runner, which is really like you've said previously. Moon, it's hurting his scoring, um, yeah, quite a lot. It seems to be going to ground and trying to get the quick play of the ball. Is playing more of a Jake Jaborovic sort of role these these days, and I I'm not enjoying watching it. Um, 
sorry, look, that's kind of frustrating. But on the other hand, uh, Jacob Host played pretty well, I thought. Um, bounced back from his round one game. Uh, so he probably get, keeps his spot for next week. He got 48 in 69 minutes, um, which, yeah. is, which is good to see. I think um, um, Colin Matangi was, what, he was out for two, two weeks? weeks. Yeah, yeah, so, I mean, Host will be there next week, but who knows what happens after that. But, yeah, uh, Host looked very solid, nearly got 100 metres, made 40-odd tackles. Very good through the middle. No demerits, which is, you know, what you want, really. Unheard of. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, across to the Broncos, I thought, I think there's going to be quite a few changes next week. Um, I don't know if you, you boys saw what Alex Glenn said, um, but he said, you know, he thinks that uh, the Broncos should be a little bit harsher with their um, with their team picking. You know, if someone's playing some ordinary football, then, you know, call from and bring someone else in. So I think we probably could see some some team changes. Um, Jermaine Sarko played pretty well as usual, scored a, scored a try and, um, you know, heap of tackle stats looked, looked pretty rock solid, 41. Um, Anthony Milford, uh, if 55s, he's continuing some pretty good scores as well. Um, Jackie Turpin as well is also looking solid. Jordan Ricky didn't play 80 this week. Um, I didn't actually see him go off. Um, but, he, came, you know, he came back on to finish. He went off in like the uh, middle stage. I'm pretty sure he finished the game. It was, it was weird. Yeah, there you go. Thirty-six points, um, thirty-four tackles, three missed, and one error. So, what left eight points out there? So maybe a forty-four. Yeah, uh, yeah. I I don't know that I would read too much into that. I don't think Alex Glenn is still going to play eighty. He he has played eighty, um, pretty much throughout this year so far. But I think Jordan Ricky is much younger and more exciting than um Alex Glenn. I just I just don't think Ricky fires until they sort out that spine. I just think I just don't think it's yeah. clicking right now. So I think Ricky's points are going to suffer. Everyone knows how good Jordan Ricky is, and you know how good the ceiling is. But it's just how much you, you know, how much, how much longer you're willing to wait, given that, um, you know, the, we haven't seen that big, big score yet because he hasn't been getting the ball from, um, from Milford or Dearden and then Croft when, when it, when it's all happening. So it's just, yeah, it's tough. Yeah, I just don't know. I don't really know what um the Broncos are going to do with their spine. You know, Milford and Dearden like. They're probably the best combination you're going to get, and they just don't look to provide anything. I wonder whether they'll actually push for maybe Billy Walters to come up um, mid-year whenever he's fit, and maybe slot him in and see how he goes. Uh, look, otherwise, I don't really know what they're going to do. So I don't know if it gets much better. Yeah, um, Milford, he he looks better, but he still looked quite slow and off the pace, right? Like he he. Definitely looked like he was taking on the line a bit more. His kicks were a little bit better and actually finding the ground more than they have previously. But, yeah, it's still, I don't know, it's still not there, that spark. Uh, yeah, I don't know. The thing for me with Milford with his fantasy points is they come off maybe three or four runs. Otherwise, it's kick meters. Um, yeah. If Milford maybe did some more exciting stuff, maybe if the Broncos are on, then Milford's scores obviously going to go a little bit higher when he, he's... Yeah, he still missed. He missed five tackles. Um, so he's left ten points out there, which is so many. Um, so his Pretty scores huge. could again be higher. Yeah. But the Broncos are like they're going to beat anyone this year. So um, you know, I don't know what's going to happen. So it'll be one to watch, I guess. They'll beat the Dogs again if they play them. They're the only team they've beaten in like the last twenty something games. Nah, don't be silly. Lucky Thompson's back. They did look good, huh? We'll get to, we'll get to him, but yeah, it did yeah. look good. Uh, all right, let's. Oh, just quickly, boys, I just want to get your thoughts. I, I mentioned it last week. TPJ owners, should you owners, should you be nervous? Yeah, very. He started. Think, yeah, did nothing. With, yeah, with uh, Payne Haas back, he's getting a lot less minutes. Um, that, yeah, that was my concern last week, and I just yeah, yeah and then yeah, it just seemed um, yeah, was 
really interesting. And I suppose, again, they were on the back foot for a lot of the games. That's tough, but yeah. And the only yeah. starting because Carrigan's out as well. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. I mean, when you've got a player coming back that wasn't in the squad previously, they're taking 70 minutes from in the middle. Um, They've got to come from someone. And yeah, TPJ and probably Carrigan, I guess, when he comes back will suffer. Yeah, I agree. Um. Yeah, okay. Fair enough, boys. Well said, well said. Uh, let's move on to... <laughs> if you got through this game like I did, there's got to be some sort of support group or we, we need to be given a medal or something because <laughs> this was this was the slog of all slogs. Manly getting the Chockeys over the Warriors. 13-12. Um, both teams, obviously, pretty injury-rattled. Uh, boys, what did we see? Mooney, you, you far away. Um, I didn't actually look at the fantasy points for this uh, good start. I didn't look at the fantasy points for this game, but there's actually some really high scores um, across both teams. Um, Roger Tuovasashek with 68, um, and Sean O'Sullivan with a 73. Sean O'Sullivan looks really good for me. Um, your man, your yeah. both your boys, you both your boys been high on him. Well done, gentlemen. Great picking. Yeah, geez, he looks good and tags on the line really well uh, and just knows when to. So. Um, I think he looks really good, and I, I really like him. And again, if you've brought him in, his break even is going to be really low for the next few weeks, and still, again, probably got another hundred k to make. Um, yeah, he looks good. Chas Tavanga as well. He played fifty seven minutes, played heaps, uh, got a seventy. Um, yeah, that was that was good. Um, good from Chas. I think that's probably about where it ends. Oh, Tohu Harris as well. Um, Rocks holders ever with sixty one playing. 80 minutes at prop playing, and got yeah. the exact same score as if he was playing 80 minutes in the back row or if he was playing 80 minutes at lock. He yeah. is the most consistent human being. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> Jeez, he, he's, um, what is he, around the 800k mark and he's guaranteed to get 60 every week, so he looks rock solid. Um, yeah, Daniel, I'll let you talk about this manly team. A few talking points there. Yeah, so Schuster came out with another big score, which is good to see. His price is going to just keep going up, which is good. Um, interesting that they benched to power before the start of this game. Um, seemed to play a lot better from the bench and had a bit more of an impact, uh, which was good. But a lot of, again, his base stats this week were higher than they have been in the last few weeks. So I wouldn't uh, read into that performance. It seemed like Manly just seemed more solid than they have been. But then again, it might not last till next week. So uh, just give it a wait and see. Lachlan Croker got the 80, which is good to see as well. Uh, got 52 points, and his price rises will keep going uh, into the next few weeks. There was a lot of, uh, like I said, there's a lot of big scores here. There's a lot of players around that 50 to 60 mark that just kind of scored well, like your Wade Egan, Nick Arima, Jake Trebojevic even bumped back up to his 50s, and Paseca was a strange one to get a high score. Mm. Uh, but there was a couple of couple of new ones that, um, I don't know, that just just struggled again, like Dylan Walker with a hamstring injury, uh, only getting 14 and then having to come off. He didn't look like he was going to get a big score anyway, but I mean, if you're still holding on to Dylan Walker, he's definitely a sell now. I, you probably shouldn't have had him past round two, to be fair. Um, why, don't, why don't you just say Riggs' name next time? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't believe you picked him up in the first place, but uh, yeah, get rid Did of not him Not only now. picked him up, but tried to convince others. <laughs> yeah, not good. Uh, definitely get man, rid of Josh, give to yourself. He's he will probably he'll lose a little bit of cash, but he'll be around the 300k mark to sell. So I mean, there's there's going to be a few cheapies around anyway. Uh, and you could probably, if you have a bit of cash, upgrade him to Tom Trebojevic, who hopefully is coming back in next week as well. Uh, who else is there? There's a lot of few low scores. Morgan Harper looked 
pretty average, but I mean, he didn't do too bad for the 27, but uh, he looks like if Dylan Walker is going to be out for the foreseeable future with that hamstring injury, he might be a mainstay in this squad. And uh, when he was at the Dogs, he played uh, reasonably well and got some decent fantasy stats as well. So uh, might be one to look at in the future, possibly, but he's quite expensive at the moment. Um, but yeah, that's probably where it stops. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of, there's a few around there, like your Fusatua's, Saab's. Yeah, probably shouldn't have those anymore. Your Gajewski's, yeah, they're probably sells at this point. But Gajewski's injured as well. I think season-ending yeah. foot injury. So, um, oh, yeah. that's good for Schuster as well. Um, unfortunately for Jack, but um, yeah, Schuster should keep his um his edge roll for the year, which is um good for Schuster owners as well. And he's getting better at that every week. He looks good. Yeah, even taking field goals. <laughs> Schuster and uh, Sirenen <laughs> will be a pretty good edge combo, I think. They're both very good defensively, and I mean they're very good attacking runners as well. So yeah, I think they've they're probably going to be their long term edges at this point, unless they move Schuster into like five eight, like if Foran or someone gets injured. It'll be interesting to see now if uh, if Turbo does come back next week. You know, we could see Manly get a little bit of momentum, so it could be interesting. And could see, see if they actually. Sorry, no, I was just going to say we could see some more uh, some more attacking stats because obviously the edge the edge players from Manly and and the forwards in general haven't really had a lot uh, a lot of joy in terms of getting attacking stats. Been a lot of a lot of base defensive stuff. So we could see a bit a bit of excitement from the from the Manly side when when Turbo gets back in with uh, with a few more points involved. So it'll be interesting. Hundred percent. I was just going to say I'm not sure whether they'll um they'll start Turbo at fullback. Seems odd to say, but um I was reading something to say that you know maybe they'll ease him back into it just could. Given his hammies are so dodgy that you know maybe they easy men to play him on the wing or something like that, play him at centre um, and see how he goes rather than giving him the you know straight out um, into fullback. I think that's such a good Jeez. idea to be honest. I think defend him on the wing so he doesn't have to do the big kick returns and then just bring him in and play him out the back. Yeah, long term Just remembering what he did last year was it was off a kick return. He got to the line and just pulled up and fell over. Um, yeah. Which is it just sucks to see, um, and he's going to be he's only, he's still young, so it's a good long term plan because he's probably going to stay at Manly. I'd say I can see him staying there with his brother as well. So, um, yeah, you don't want him to have to medically retire at a young age because his hammies are cooked. Um, Especially with the speed of the game, you, you yeah, don't want him exactly. to be doing those. You know, he's going to have to work harder anyway. We don't, you know, you, you don't want to see him doing like. Like you know, what, maybe he but he busts the line once or twice of the kick return. But realistically, you 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 don't you don't need him to to make massive breaks off you know off just regular old kick returns. You know you can you can have guys like Ruben Garrick and Jason Saab do do the bulk of that work, and then bring him in when you really need him and all that sort of stuff. Push him pushing around the ruck, you know, there for the offloads and whatnot, out the back on block plays and everything like that. So. Um, but yeah, for the for the for the meat and potatoes type work, I don't know that he needs to be there necessarily. Yeah, a little skeptical on buying um, Turbo just to see what his workload's going to be like for those exact reasons. Um, so something like that will be interesting to see whether he might just take, he might just catch the ball off, you know, the kickoff, and then just give it off to someone like Saab or um, Garrick, as you said, and let them take it back. So yeah, I don't know. He he might be a little bit more underwhelming than um, what people are expecting this year. I think. Yeah. His break even isn't massive either, so it's not like he's going to lose a lot of cash. I, I I'm going to wait and see purely to see what what he looks like physically, to be honest. Yeah, I agree. So, yeah. Um. All right. Moving on to the next game. Uh. Again, breaking news out of this Panthers and Raiders game. Nathan Cleary for the millionth week in a row, still very good at footy and very good at fantasy. Uh. Daniel, talk me through it. Yeah. Um. 
It's a funny old game. Raiders come out of the box absolutely firing, looked red hot, and then the Panthers just turned it on like just like they flicked a switch and then they just looked like they they couldn't do anything wrong. Like those two tries that they scored straight after the Raiders scored, like oh, it was incredible. They it just looked so fluid and easy for them. Like they haven't even, you know, trained like they've just been training for the last year and a half for that game, kind of thing, if that makes sense. Um yeah, Cleary again with 93 points. Luai as well looked red hot. Uh, Fisher-Harris as well played a lot better. Got a lot of tackle busts. Looked very good down the middle. I know he's been struggling for the last couple of weeks, but it seems like he's uh, uh, come back a bit in this game and taken a bit more work on, which is good. Uh, just the usual suspects getting big scores from the Panthers. Brian Toto, uh, Momorowski as well uh, up there. Um, and Spencer Lenio as well. Only played 20 minutes and got a 44. Very, very good from him. Uh, made 200 meters as well in two, in 20 minutes. That uh, that's impressive. Um, do you want to talk about the Raiders, Moon? Just yeah. just before you do, Moon, really quickly, uh, I just wanted to ask you a question in particular, uh, Lachlan. Uh, was was 25 the top score for this game? Because that's what Rapana got. And I, was, <laughs> was that was that the top score? Was Jordan Rapana oh, the top look, scorer this look, week? Was I, it? I understand. Uh, he looked, he, he looked <laughs> Rapana looked on track for a hundred before he got moved to fullback. Just, no, you're probably uh, right. You were robbed, yeah. Daniel. You were robbed of glory. <laughs> I feel like I was. Oh uh, yes, he made one hundred tackles and missed um, like thirty tackles, so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> was robbed. You are correct. Um, uh, the Raiders. It was such a frustrating game to watch. Um, we could have. Yeah, look, ever since um, when Jared Croker sort of missed that, um, knocked that ball on in the end goal, um, it sort of was, we lost our momentum from there. Chance went off um, with a head knock. And yeah, that kind of, it just looked very ordinary. Uh, and you can kind of see it in our fantasy stats as well. Um, Josh Papali, 54 in 55 minutes. He looked pretty good. Um, Georgie Williams, a little underwhelming. Uh, it looked looked okay live, uh, made a few errors and, you know, just wasn't as involved. Jack Whiten with a try, he got a 77, he was our top scorer um, for the Raiders. Four tackle breaks, a line break, uh, 24 tackles, 230 kick metres. Um, so it was good to see him get his his points um, kicking on a little bit, but sort of a little underwhelming from there. Um, Brian Sutton off the bench was pretty good. Um, Hudson Young was, you know, consistent I suppose. Um, Hudson Young looks pretty good around the ruck as well when we got we got out a little bit faster. Josh Hodgson's done a hip flexor or something along those lines. Um, haven't heard about the extent of the thing that we're going to go for scans today, but I think, I dare say that he'll be out for a week at least, and I think that Tommy Starling will get done for a crush attack where he did one that looked pretty bad. So I'd say that we might see Havili starting at nine next week, in my opinion, um, against Parramatta, which is going to be rough. Yeah, um, hopefully we can bounce back from the the loss tonight. Yeah, yeah. Well, I hope everyone boys, bounces back. But... Boys, plenty of room on the cows bandwagon. It's all right. <laughs> we'll think, take um, you. Well, was... did, everyone doubted us for the first month, but we'll take it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> sure. Uh, there was a lot Raiders... of. Uh... Oh, sorry, you go. I was just going to say, there's a lot of because uh, there's a lot of good fantasy scores in both of these teams. There was a few disappointing scores this game, just given the caliber of players in both of these teams. Uh, Joe Tarpany back from injury got. Uh, relegated to the bench, I think, just before the start mm. of the game. Only got 40-odd minutes, which he's only been getting, really, uh, for the first few weeks before he got injured anyway, but he only came away with 29 points, unfortunately. Just the sheer um, size and strength of the Panthers forwards, he didn't really get the metres that he normally gets. 
Um, or the tackle bus either. Uh, who else was there? Rapana, obviously, down from his attacking stats in the last few weeks as well. Uh, didn't do too great. And then Kate, uh, Kurt Capewell and Viliami Kikau, really, really disappointing with only 30s to their name as well. So um, I guess we've talked about this in previous pods as well, that Kikau really needs to get those big attacking stats to actually get those big scores. But they, the ball didn't really go to him much uh, this these these games anyway, So or this game. Oh, I think as well. We just back to the Joe Tarfy. The Raiders' ruck speed when Josh Hodgson gets out of um out of dummy half really quick, um, and then pops the ball off to people like um Hudson Young and Joe Tarfy. They make so many more points, and the Raiders look better. Um, and that's when they you know they get through the line and they pop it off to their halves or um you know Chance or someone who's running who's supporting them. So. I think that until the Raiders sort that out, um, we could see a few little disappointing scores here. Um, a lot of missed tackles as well. Um, Joe Tarvin missed four. Jordan Rapana had four errors um, and a couple of missed tackles as well. Uh, one missed tackle. So a lot of points left out there for these, um, for a few of these blokes. Um, yeah, kick out as well. I think they defended him really well. I think they've seen how destructive he's been. But because they overlooked kick, they everyone was drawn to kick out that um, Matt Burton outside him. Yeah, his decoy runs were ridiculous kick out. Yeah, there was a fantasy stat for that. Boy, howdy! Um, he got a lot of ball out there. Um, so yeah, look, I think um, that's probably all I can really say about if these. You're a, yeah, if you're a chance owner, would you be worried? Just not regarding, I guess, how long he's been out, but he's had a few average scores, and he only got a five and you know, had the head knock this week, might be out next week, depending on concussion protocols. But uh, he's owned by 5% of people and he hasn't looked, you know, red hot uh, like he used to. No, he's got uh, he's got para next week. He'll score a 1,000. <laughs> oh, Sorry. God, <laughs> that <Sorry>. hurts. <laughs> Too soon after this loss. <laughs> what do you reckon, Moon? Let's, let's leave Burmo out of this. <laughs> um, Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, I'd be a little bit worried, I think. Um Chance, when you're watching him, doesn't look bad on the te- on the telly. Um, I think I, I can't honestly can't sit at home and say that Chance is playing bad football. So again, it's the same thing with Brumo. Brumo's playing awesome footy, and I called him a sell. So I would say that um, I don't know how much Chance costs, but he'd be someone that I'd be looking to you know upgrade. If you've got a little bit a bit of spare cash from downgrading someone to Sam Walker, Chance is someone that I'd be looking to upgrade to maybe a if you can the Tedesco would be ideal. But he's five twenty two. Oh, there you go. Yeah. If you have a spare, oh, again, that sounds like a lot of money, but spare three fifty k, you can upgrade to a Tedesco, especially with this underwhelming score that we'll get to um, later. But yeah, that's where I'd be looking to go. He'd be someone that I'd be targeting to upgrade. Beauty. Um, all right, let's move on to Titans and Knights. Again, another lopsided game. Uh, Fafita went bang, obviously, boys. Uh, talk me through it, Mooney. <laughs> Uh, jeez, he was he was good, wasn't he? Um, David Fafita. Um, yeah, it was it's hard hard to fault this Titans team. They looked um good from the get go. I think they scored in the first minute and a half or something like that. Tyron Peachy for me, I think it was um you know obviously David Fafita was really good, but Tyron Peachy sort of stood out as someone that I didn't expect to go quite this well. He was ball playing a lot, but you know taking the line on, getting through the line, and then passing. Um, and you know had a had a cheeky try assist two hundred. Almost 200 meters, five tackle breaks, 22 tackles. Um, yeah, he's cemented his his lock role, I think. Um, so, yeah, Tino, underwhelming. Um, we were talking about this before the show, boys, and I think 
couldn't really understand what they did, but I think with the head knock to Phillips Sammy early, uh, um, I think in the sixth minute, they pushed Tino to a uh, to defend at centre or to attack at centre, and then they slid him in to defend kind of in the middle. Um, didn't really commit to too many tackles. So um, that's probably below what I would expect him to be compared to his normal um, role at prop. Um, I think if he plays, you know, the 65 minutes of prop, then he's at least scoring 40. So... Um, oh, do you try want him and... then, though? Like 40 oh. from prop? He's at least oh. scoring 40. I mean, we saw him play, what, 71 and score 80 last week. So I, I'm yet to be convinced. Um, I want to see him actually play three or so weeks you know, where he actually plays 60 minutes at prop and see what his scores are. Because he plays, if he plays 60 minutes at prop and still scores 20, then you've got to get rid of him. Um, but if he plays those 60 minutes and gets his scores up there to maybe a point a minute and gets 60, then absolutely keep him. Um, yeah, I think that is kind of... Uh, he's got a bit of a downfall there in that he is a bit versatile and that he can be moved to an edge or a centre because, you know, he can play those sort of roles. Thing um, was, like, he, they moved him. He didn't look good where he was. Like he didn't do anything. Um, yeah, but the, the, the like you said, like... Peachy was so good in the middle. They couldn't. They didn't really want to move him out wide like they would normally because he's normally Which the versatile weird, player. Yeah, Peachy's yeah. norm like started as a center. So that's it's weird. But, yeah, it's. I think if that keeps happening, because injuries are pretty like happen pretty fast and often in NRL these days. So. If that keeps happening and, you know, any HIA, even if they come back, he's still moving out of position for 10 minutes and drops some tack, doesn't get as many tackles, doesn't get as many meters, you know, misses a hit up or two. That's enough for him to, you know, lose that big score that he normally gets. Um, But it's, yeah, it's very hard to get a consistent score from the middle playing 60 minutes every game. That's the thing I would be. I'm now getting very worried after I told Burmo basically to pick him up last week. Uh, look, I, went, I wouldn't went be... well for me this week. Really. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I'm taking... I think you'd be yeah, scared, I but I would give him give him another couple of weeks. Look, I've been saying this since the start, but give him a couple of weeks. That was that was an odd um, move from Titans there, so I'll wait and see. Otherwise, Jamal Fogarty was back to you know he around the forty point mark in um, in base stats. AJ Brimson looked pretty good. He got a forty nine. Um, still probably not making meeting's break even. So keep losing cash. Brian Kelly looked good for me. Couple of try assists, heap of run meters, um, with a forty-eight. So that looked pretty juicy. Fodawaka was a little concerning for mine. Got got the minutes, did not get anywhere near the points. Yeah, got his normal forty-eight fifty. You know, two missed tackles, twenty regular tackle, twenty twenty made tackles, and a couple of errors. They said. <sighs> It's, such it's a not high, like he left heaps out there, but yeah, it's just concerning. It's such a high-scoring game, though. I think you see these forwards lose a lot of um, a lot of points. Like you look at Jared Wallace, Tino, um, Sam Lazone, and even um, Jolliffe. Like none of them scored above forty. Uh, um, I think, yeah. So, yeah. and that's because the Titans are on the front foot. So, give it to your attacking players. Like even your edges, Kevin Proctor with the forty-six. He's got a, a cheeky try early. Uh, Corey Thompson did a lot of running. So, I I think that um, you know, maybe Fodawaka had maybe how many runs did he have? Fourteen runs. So he'd maybe had a run every set that he was on, and then that was it. Um. I think that they look to their backs a lot more than their forwards this week, the Titans, because, you know, 42 points, geez, they're going to be looking, they were looking to put on, put them on from the get-go. So, yeah, I wouldn't be too put off by that. Yeah, it it looks like, um, yeah, the Titans just, 
were attacking most of that game and didn't do a lot of defending. Like you look at the tackle counts for some of these nights, there's a lot of missed tackles there, but there's also a lot of tackles made as well for them. Uh, some pretty disappointing scores from uh, Mitch Barnett and Connor Watson. Connor Watson mainly because he wasn't really playing in the middle. Uh, definitely had four missed tackles to his name, but not making them the same amount of tackles or run meters up the middle like he normally would from that lock roll. Even David Clemmer really struggled, as well as Daniel Safidi, to get those uh, meters that they normally get. They're normally well over 100 meters each, and yeah, they weren't quite there. David Clemmer more so, but yeah, they were both uh, quite underwhelming. Uh, a lot more underwhelming scores than there were uh, good scores this round. I guess the attacking scores to Corey Thompson, Patrick Herbert uh, were very good to see. Jamal Fogarty, like you said, back to his best. And Caelan Ponga looks like he's just picking up where he left off and uh, just scoring 60s, even though he didn't look like he did too much other than that long-range try. It looked pretty pedestrian for him. Like he just kind of, you know, looked agile when he got near the ball. But other than that, didn't do too much work kind of thing. Yeah, I thought he was a little... Oh, I, Tommy might disagree with me here. I thought he was a little underwhelming watching him. Um, he made off one run. I think he made probably about 30 points. You know, heap of tackle breaks, line breaks, meters, a try. Yeah. Um, looked, he looked good when they were on the front foot. But as soon as the night started getting pumped, <laughs> Caleb Pong was sort of nowhere to be seen. He missed tackles. Uh, I think he missed like three tackles and made a couple errors. Hey, one. you tackle a rampaging David for feeder and see if you make it, all right? Just bloody... Watch me. Bloody <laughs> stop the campaign slander. Oh, stop it. He scored 60 with a try in his first game back in like hey, six hey, months. Let me finish. <laughs> oh, Is there just more slander to come? Boy, oh boy. Well, I think the fact that he scored a 60 and he was underwhelming is only good signs for him, right? Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's a big left turn. All right, you've won me over. Well yes, done. You, did. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Abuse. I cop nothing but abuse. No, it's fine. I'm, I think I the... will walk off. Welcome, <laughs> friend of the show, Mooney. You're a friend of the show. <laughs> um, I also thought it's funny to say Jaden Braley was underwhelming. 58 and 58 still an excellent score. So nothing near his 70s, but you know, look, still, still well and truly in the ballpark. 50, 50 tackles and. Um, Two misses, hard to go past. Beauty, so backhanded good. compliments from Mooney. <laughs> Beauty. Yeah. Take that, boys. <laughs> yeah, uh, Brian Kelly was looking like a player that I was uh, going to eye off uh, in a week or two uh, if he got another couple bad scores. But 48, he's beaten his break even. And yeah, he's just going to keep going up in price. I think he looks like a very good attacking player for the Titans, especially if they're going to keep playing like this. Yep, 100%. Boys, dogs, Storm, dogs got some points. The dog's got some points, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, and they came from Luke Thompson. How good is that? Yeah, as if that was ever in doubt. Lukey T is always going big. Um, boys, let's uh, let's get into it. Daniel, talk me through the game. Some again, some decent scores here, and uh, and one from everybody's favourite cheapy, Jakey Avarillo. Yeah, it was good to see uh, Avarillo, you know, running the ball a bit more. Uh, put in a few handy kicks as well, which is really good to see. Um, but. Again, just usual usual suspects from the storm. Pappenhausen with a big score. Surprisingly, actually, Jennings got a big score. Um, didn't expect that, but I guess he did make a few breaks down that uh, right wing as well. So made nearly 300 meters, which was pretty crazy as well. You don't see people, many people making 300 meters a game. Um, Christian Welch as well got a try and bounced back to a big score, which is good. His price rises will probably keep going up. If you own him, probably going to cap out in about a week or two. Um, I think, so keep an eye on that. He might be ready to upgrade to a bigger mid. Uh, but yeah, Kyle Flanagan put in another big performance. Luke Thompson with a try, amazing to see. And Adam Elliott, like we said, um, yeah, just had a really unfortunate score last week, moving out to an edge, but bounced back with a 55 this week, playing on that uh, 
playing on his uh, edge, which was good. Moon? Um, yeah, look, I agree. The underwhelming, um, Nick Kotrick, I thought was a little underwhelming. Um, on the wing, he kind of looks a little wasted for me. Um, you know, he doesn't, he didn't come in for as many hit-ups um, as what he has in previous weeks. Uh, still got his sort of tackle breaks, but, you know, missed a few tackles and was, it's, his scoring has obviously taken a hit, um, only a 19. Um, from the Storm, yeah, Cameron Munster was, I thought he was going to go a little bit bigger. Um, same with Jerome Hughes with a try, only a 37. Um, you know, there was a few a few people who I thought were going to go a little little bigger. Um, but good to see Papi continue his big scores. Um, you know, I think you'll have to see by everyone's favourite, everyone's favourite mullet. Yeah, there's uh, a, much more to say. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I was going to say there's a few there's a few players to look out in this game just um, based on I guess what we've been talking about through the week. Um, so Jackson Tapine Tapini Tapine yeah. looks um, good, doesn't he? Looks yeah, so real good. Came on for less than a half and smashed out a thirty, and I think his price rises are going to keep going up from here. Even if he keeps hitting a thirty, they're going to keep going up. I think. This week oh, might be his last week to pick him up, but even then might be still a bit risky. I think if you picked him up last week before this game, you're looking a lot better. Probably wouldn't pick him up now. Um, Brendan Smith as well. Now that uh, now that uh, Harry Grant's back, Smith's minutes are going to suffer. He's definitely a sell if you're still holding on to him, um, which 18% of people are. He's didn't meet his break even this week. He's just going to start plummeting um, in cash wise so yeah definitely get off him as soon as you can could definitely upgrade to someone he's at about 600k so uh could be a good upgrade to or even to a harry grant if you can afford him because harry grant only got 44 and his break even was 63 so he's going to come down in price looks like a good um pickup maybe next week if not the week after it depends right if harry grant starts at uh hooker next week like on tuesday if he's named there and there's um, Brendan Smith at lock, then Harry Grant looks like a very good buy. He was scoring at about a point a minute um, for a bit in the, when he came on, but what did he finish with? Finished on 44 from 53 minutes, so if he plays the whole game, he's going to be scoring 60+. plus. So, yeah, keep an eye out for him as a buy in the coming rounds if you can afford him. Yeah, it's going to be tough with that rotation, though, just to be exactly, you know, to know exactly what's going to happen with, um, with Brendan Smith again because he's so versatile, whether he goes to lock or part of the front row rotation. So it'll be interesting. Yeah, I think while Harry Grant's still kind of recovering from an injury, he might take the the hooker role for a bit. But I think the whole point was to him for him to be rotating through lock. I think with Nass or Fanuk and when he's back as well. What do you think, Moon? Yeah, I I think that um, when Fanuk comes back, Fanuk comes and starts at lock. Brandon Smith um, plays uh, um, as probably a number fourteen, and Nico Hines drops out of the squad. So Brandon Smith will go through the front row rotation. Harry Grant will play eighty. But if they some if they for some reason need um, you know a back uh, sorry yeah back that um, Brandon Smith comes on to maybe um, you know fill in somewhere like that he might come into a nine maybe they push Harry Grant out a little bit um, I think that he'll play as a utility um, in future but rotate through that through that front row um, yep. yeah well, I as you said jump off the Brandon Smith bandwagon and upgrade to Harry Grant I reckon he's playing eighty and looks good so. Um, yeah, it looked very good. Even yeah. coming back from an injury, looked very yeah. good. Um, do you reckon? Sorry, back to your boy Jake Averillo. Do you reckon he keeps his spot if Lock or when Lock and Lewis is fit? Yes, I think that performance yeah. was enough for him to keep his spot. Yeah. Averillo was only out for Lock and Lewis because he was injured. 
He picked up an ankle injury. That's why he's out. Lachlan Lewis. Oh, no, no, no. Right. That's that's why Avrilo was out. That's why Lewis came in. Yeah, everyone was saying because he was dropped because he was underperforming. But yeah, no, yeah, I think it was a shoulder or an ankle or something. I'm not too sure. Yeah, it was an ankle. Um, oh, ankle. I just wasn't yeah. sure if they thought that uh, Lachlan Lewis might get another shout, given he wasn't really given a chance last week with his head knock. So yeah, he might come uh, on to a, like a 14 or something like that, but he couldn't play him through the middle. That's the problem, Lachlan Lewis. He's yeah, he's not going to can make a legs tackle. Yeah, but he probably, you know, drop <laughs> another head knock, right? That's the problem. It's what you want defending on your line the whole game, a legs tackle. <laughs> Quick play the balls. Quick play the balls, City. Yeah, no. Unlucky lock on. Um, boys, let's get to Roosters and Sharkies. Funny old game, this one. Seesawing affair. Thought Sharkies were going to kick away, but then, the, the again, the underman Roosters just seem to find a way. I don't, I don't get how they do it. Mooney, talk me through it. Um. Yeah, I I thought that um, the Sharks were going to run away with this one, but um, yeah, they started they started out pretty pretty strong. The Sharks, uh, Chad Townsend is being as consistent as ever. Um, seems to be doing everything to order the troops around. Matty Moylan was <laughs> underwhelming, unfortunately. Um, yeah, don't Can you say that again for me? No, uh, I think okay? was it you who was recommending everyone pick him up. Daniel? No, definitely, definitely not me. <laughs> Would never no, recommend that. Live and die by the sword, Lachlan. Be a man. <laughs> no, I reckon he smashed his break even this week. Matty Moylan, he was rock solid for his 21. Um, three missed tackles, no errors. That's what you want to see. Will Kennedy looks good. Um, so waiting to see when Shawnee Johnson comes back, whether um, Will Kennedy keeps his spot because Manny's looking good and what they do with Matty Moylan, whether he just gets dropped. Um because Connor Tracy also looks looks pretty good when he comes on. So, um, if I'm a Matt Moylan owner, I would be a little cautious uh, and looking at an exit strategy now. Um, just just quietly after minutes. after recommending him for all preseason, do you, are, are you a Matt Moylan owner, Lockwood? I think we covered this last week, Thomas. Uh, <laughs> I just want to hear it again. Just want to hear it again. Um, Matt Moyle is a close personal friend. Um, and out of your team. Fair enough. And <laughs> we, <laughs> yes, not in, not in my team, but I would be looking at an exit strategy. He's served everyone pretty well, um, made heaps of cash, um, 400k, 500k for sure, I reckon. I don't know. <laughs> is it 60k? He's made 60k from his starting price. Heaps. That's what you want. That's what you want. <laughs> oh, my God. He made almost the same amount of money in fantasy as I did. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Um, yeah, look, it's probably all the talking points from the from the Sharks. Toby Rudolph played 80, but I think he shifted to an edge when Wade Graham got um, copped his head knock, which is a little worrying. Wade Graham, that's two this season. So, um, yeah, actually, and Josh Dugan also copped a, copped a head knock. So you almost saw this 18th man rule come in. Um, and, of course, it was the Sharks as well. Um, yeah, poor blokes. So you hate to see it. You do. You genuinely do. And it's just... Yeah. Everybody week, there seems to be multiple head knocks. So the speed of the game thing, yeah, it's great product, but I don't know. I don't know that the product was, you know, so inferior before this this speed up rule that they can afford to have this. I, I thought the game was really, really good last season, and now they brought in the six again, even more with the six again and lots of stuff, and we're just seeing more and more head knocks. Yeah, look, all for player well being is a big issue here, but that's you know that's another story. Um... Yeah, I don't know enough about the stats to to rule on uh, if it's the f- pace of the game has caused more head knocks. I don't know enough. Surely they have stats on that, right? They would have stats on how many per minute or every you know well, game. I think, I think you look at head knocks this year versus two years ago, and there was no six again rule. There's been you know 
I reckon yeah. around 25, probably this season already. We're in the fifth round or something like that. Whereas, you know, a few years ago, you might see, you know, maybe one or two um, around um, across the board, maybe, maybe a couple more. Yeah, yeah think, scientifically yeah, speaking, I'll... there's been a shitload more. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Very formal. Anyway, love that. Daniel, talk me through the Roosters. Yeah, so a couple of big scores. Hutch, Hutchinson, big score with 71, scored a try in there. Looked looked very good, actually. Um, looks like a good steady hand for the for the Roosters there. Um, I bet a lot of fantasy owners had their, their heart in their hands with Sam Walker. was only like eight at halftime or something really poor. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I was shocking. in the group chat about it. I lost faith. I should have kept the faith. <laughs> oh, that last like, 10 minutes was absolutely amazing. Got two try assists and a try to himself. So, yeah, Sam Walker, take a bow. He looks so calm at halfback for the Roosters. I think he's going to be there for a long time um, to come. Yeah, he just looks so good. Depends on what happens with uh, Cleary next year, of course, and if Lachlan Lamb's going to come back there. But surely Lamb moves into a to like a hooking role now at the Roosters with uh, friend gone and what looks like their two reserves in Lusick out injured and uh, what's the guy's name? Marshkey. He's probably going to be... What's, uh, the, suspended. what's the go with Sammy Verrills? What's the go with Sammy Verrills as well? Sam? Yeah, so Verrills is still out for another three to four weeks, I think. Yeah, okay. yeah that's right. Um, yeah, don't think he's going to be back anytime soon. Probably going to come back at about the same time as Lamb, to be fair. So, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they do there. They'll probably share a bit of time at uh, Hooker or Lamb will come into um, the halves and, you know, Drew Hutchinson will go back to that 14. Be interesting to see then, but... For now, um, Brett Morris got another double, boys. I didn't get my prediction right, but he was very close. Um, yeah, Crichton again looked very solid. Takiaho solid as well. Isaac Liu was up there, which was uh, crazy to see. And Warrior Hargraves, um, for someone that gives away a penalty or has a bunch of errors every game, did not have a demerit to his name. So that was uh, crazy to see. Um, other than that, Tedesco had an average score, but you know you get that with Tedesco. He'll get a hundred one week, and then he'll drop to thirty forty the next. So. Um, yeah, he's still a, a definite buy, and I think that low score is only a reason for people that don't own him to maybe look at him in a week or two when he drops a bit of cash and look at buying him then, if he doesn't meet his break-even. Yeah, as I say, he probably won't even drop heaps of cash. I reckon he's probably going to yeah. sit around, he's like the 850-ish K. I think he maybe goes to 800, and that's where the lower, the cheapest he will get. 44, yeah, as you said, <laughs> that's an underwhelming score for him. Um, but he'll probably come out and smash out an 80 or something next week, knowing him. Yeah. Yeah. Now, yeah, beautiful boys. All right, the moment we've all been waiting for. <laughs> the next, the next game, today's game, Cowboys and Tigers. Now, I'll I'll just recap quietly. Uh, the Cowboys won. Everybody, the Cowboys won. We're on, <laughs> we're on the board. We're on the board. Uh, oh. Moody, talk me through it. Talk me through it, mate. I'm excited. Right. Yeah. Well, let's start with um the Almighty Cowboys. Um, straight off the bat, geez, how good did Hammer look, Tom? Um. If you, do you watch the first 10 minutes of that game? Just hammer looked he's, red he's, hot. He's on one leg now. He is on one leg, but he looked good for the 67 minutes he played. Yes, sir. Yeah. Um, I think so drink water, you know, ran the ball a little bit more. He looked dangerous. A couple of try assists and a try for himself. Um, you know, he, he tried a little bit more and, yeah, he smashed it. I thought he was good. Um, they waltzed up the field very easily, so the Cowboys forwards were pretty good. Uh, Jordan McLean, you said this yourself, Tom. Um, probably the best game he's played in a little while. Uh, only 41 minutes. And look, he didn't really translate to, to fantasy. Um, but only 36, but they looked pretty good. Um, yeah, Ruben Cotter actually didn't play too badly, I thought. Um, 156 metres, uh, 52 tackles made. 
a ton of tackles. Um, so what do you finish with a 69 and 61 minutes? Um, Very Reece good. Robson also played pretty well. So yeah, heaps and heaps of meters here. They, um, they look to move up the field very quickly. Um, and they looked attacking the whole game. So that was good to see put on the points early, had a little bit of a fade in the second half, but never in doubt. Um, yep. Yeah. Yep. hundred percent. Never in doubt. Not for one second. Anything you want to say more there, Tom? Ambush is on, baby. Yeah, yes. 2021. <laughs> Ambush season, baby. Radio, Daniel, talk me through the Tigers and please emphasize what happened here with your boy. Um, oh, what's God, his name? Sorry, I forgot his name. Yeah, uh, look, uh, James Roberts had a, a bit of an underwhelming <laughs> score. Um, eight points from the game. Didn't really get much involved. I thought he had a few tackle breaks, but he's got none to his no, name. No, no, no. He, he was involved. It was just all knock-on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he, had a, he had a few errors, a couple, couple of missed tackles. Oh, he's definitely a sell next week if you still have him. I just don't think he's going to be hitting the heights. Like, he did have a couple of good weeks last two rounds, but, yeah, he's not looking like he's going to be a consistently good 30-point scorer. Um, so probably a sell in the net, you know, by next week if you've got him. Hate just bear in mind, it. though, he won't be facing the iron defense of the Cowboys next week. <laughs> I mean, if he can't he could, score he could come back. Hey, no, nah, I don't think so. Hey, um, easy. Look, yeah, the Cowboys. I so they played. They played okay. I I wouldn't say everything's fixed. They had a few big individual performances that kind of scored them tries. So I wouldn't say everything's you know fixed. But it does help to get a win under your sleeve, and hopefully that gives you a bit of momentum into the next game for them. So uh, it'll be good to see how they come out next week. Uh, Drinkwater had a pretty good performance. Had a solo try there. Uh, as they start to get a bit more momentum, the Cowboys. I think Drinkwater playing as the probably dominant half there. I don't see Hampton doing a lot of the the big controlling work. I think um, Drinkwater will be getting a few more stats and a few more attacking stats to his name. So it could be a good uh, bring in, especially because he's so cheap. Got 51. His break-in was 31, so he's going up a bit in price. If you think the Cowboys are going on a bit of a run, Drinkwater's a good player to bring in now because he's quite cheap. Um, outside of that, I think Dewey looks an absolute steal for the price that he started at. 530k when he started the season, I guess in round two. Um, looks like he's just smashing out big scores for fun. Um, looks like he's doing a lot of the work and a lot of the kicking as well, sharing it with Brooks, but doing a lot more than I thought he would be as a 5'8 there. So uh, looks good, and I don't even want to touch on Joe's score because uh, it upset <laughs> me that I sold him. So, uh, yeah, some good good attacking signs there for the Cowboys, but uh, for the Cowboys, for the Tigers, but it looks like their defense is the main thing that's letting them down. Um, a lot of bad reads and missed tackles that are just, yeah, not good for them uh, in general. And I think uh, Maguire touched on that in the presser as well. He's not set with his starting team and could make a few more cuts for next week as well just because he's a bit disappointed with some players. Realistically, though, if you're giving up 34 to the cows without Tamalolo and, and Michael Morgan's just retired and you've just given up 34 points to a Cowboys squad that has Ben Hampton at halfback... Have a bloody thing. Have a bloody thing. Seriously. Yeah. yeah, there's something like that. There's no disrespect to Benny Hampton, but it's obviously his second game at halfback. And obviously, he was a genuine captaincy option this week. 49. 49. If you captain him, good on you. <laughs> I think um, Jacob Little, you know, helped his point, uh, his price rises, um, you know, with a 61. That was cheeky. So, um, with um, Joey Lelua going out early with a head knock and by you know, moving from his... Um, from his utility role is straight into the into the centers. Um, yeah, Jacob Little should um, 
you know, keep making cash for the next few weeks, even if uh, Mbai does go back to a, a 14 and they bring in someone like, yeah, Asi Kapoa um, onto the wing and shift Tommy Talao to centre if Leila was not fit. Um, I would suspect that'll happen next week and Jake Little probably won't play 80. Um, but, geez, I hope he does because um, it also helped Twiles. Twiles score 62 and 66 minutes. Yeah, he was scoring very well. Um, and, yeah, I think um, that him and McKaylee are going to, I think that's the minutes that Twile will probably keep. Um, probably play around the 60 minutes and then McKaylee comes on and plays the last 20. God, he um, looked good as well, Twile, didn't he? The first yeah. 10 minutes looked looked on fire, making plenty of post-contact metres down the middle. Made yeah, an electric line break. break. Made, an <laughs> <laughs> made an electric line break and absolutely he ran straight into um, uh, into Val home. So Nowhere else yeah. he could have gone. Oh, he was going Nowhere under else the he post. Gone. He was, he was going to score a try. He needed a little no. bit of footwork, just slightly off the right. Wouldn't have mattered. Val Wouldn't have mattered. shit himself. Could have, could, have been, could have been Kalen Ponga. Wouldn't have mattered. Footwork, oh, not an issue. Never oh, in doubt, baby. Imagine watching Alex Twile running at you and you're five metres from the line. He turned around and Alex Twile ran straight into like the side of him, I reckon. Oh, don't worry about it. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Val All I'm Holmes saying... changed his dax and he was good to go. Boys. Bit, bit of a concern. Tao Malolo probably doesn't fit into the side this next week. He probably doesn't get a gig. Cowboys look too good. Nah, no, Cowboys look too good. Man. Cohen Hess. Cohen Hess at 13. Yeah, uh, good luck. Good luck, Jason. Uh, a cheeky a cheeky player to look out for here. Um, ben Hampton at half. Uh, you. <laughs> Daniel, pick him up, not, not, please. No, not no, like... Him I'm just thinking cash cow-wise. You know, he's less than 300K. He's he 250. Got a, he got a 49. Yeah, he's 253. He'll probably be about 270 next round. What do we What do we reckon? Might be. Uh, oh, I love it. I love it. Well, if you're going yeah. to, I didn't realize he was quite so cheap. But if you've got someone that you're willing to cash out on, you know, you're Matt Moylan. Roberts. Oh, you're Matt Moylan, <laughs> if you if you will. But I think you'd be silly too. James you make Roberts, 100k uh, if you drop out Matt Moylan. Yeah, but Matt Moylan is the king. Thank you very much. <laughs> the king um, of not being in your side. The king, exactly, and my side is struggling because of it. <laughs> <laughs> you missed those 21 points, did you? <laughs> I did. Anyway, not the point here. Then, yeah, um, Benny Hampton's probably not a bad buyer. That was around the 400k mark, so my bad. Sorry, Ben. Jesus, do you know who Ben Hampton is? 400k. He <laughs> like, played like one game last year. Well, <laughs> you know. <It> was like... <laughs> Thought he no, scored a minor, I thought he might have scored a thousand, and that game went up to four. Nah, no, no, so, no, he had a lot no. more kick meters this game than uh, he did last week. He what had an extra two hundred to his name. So yeah, looks like a if he's going to keep that kicking up, looks like a decent buy, especially because the base stats are he's getting about thirty points in base stats. So yeah, mm. if he gets that, he'll go up to about four hundred k. So he'll make at least 100k plus then whatever attacking stats he gets over the next few weeks. So yeah, looks a decent buy if you think he's going to hold that spot. Depends what happens with Clifford, but uh, yeah, looks good because they won. So that's probably good enough for him. Go Cowboys! <laughs> yeah, let's move on. <laughs> uh, all right, let's let's oh, move actually, on, Mooney. Yeah, right, <laughs> you excited for this one, Moon? Moon, you kick us off. Uh, oh, I'll, I'll say for last. You you kick us off. Talk talk us through Parramatta getting thumped. Absolutely, dumped. God. Oh, I would. Too late. I've already said it. Thumped. Right, well, I'm going to let. By I'm going to let Daniel uh, by, talk by about the dragons. Paramount. I'm going to let Daniel talk about Paramount. So I might touch uh-huh. on the dragons here. A few, um, a few good scores here. Um, um, geez, Andrew McCulloch consistent as ever with a 63 made. You know, 
50 tackles, missed one, and, you know, had a few kick metres, a few, a few run metres to his name, but looking consistent as ever. So he's, um, he'll probably, you know, reach the 800k mark and stop making money, I'd say. So, um, one to look out for if you if you want to get someone into if you want to start loading your bench with your hookers now then absolutely Andrew McCulloch is going to be consistent considering he's um, injury free. Uh, Zach Lomax actually I didn't think he did heaps attacking wise this game. Um, rock solid in defence and smashed out of forty seven so he's kind of rewarding his pe- the people who uh, spent the six hundred k on him which is good to see. Um, Matt Dufty, geez he was electric two tries two tries this with a fifty eight um, but the man. Uh, Jack Burb finally pumped out a 55 with a with a meat pie. He looked good. He had his tail up from the get go. Um, seven tackle breaks, still missed four tackles and a couple of errors. So, but it was controlled aggression, right? Like he looked, yeah, like look, looked looked good. on, looked focused. Didn't do anything dumb. Um, you know, which mm. is which is good. So he looked really good and just looked. He looked like he wanted the ball all the time. So it was really good to see. Um, but the Dragons forwards, you know, it mightn't have converted to a fantasy stats except for maybe Daniel Alvaro. Smashed out fifty three in forty five minutes. My word, looked good as well. Went off for the HIA and um, came back on. And yeah, what did he make? He made thirty eight tackles with a couple of misses. And did come on a little early for Blake Laurie though, because Laurie went off with that knee injury. But then obviously, it probably balances out with that with the HIA he had to go off for. Yeah, only played forty five minutes. Um, so he you know played maybe five minutes longer than he normally does. Maybe maybe eight minutes longer than he normally does. Normally plays the high thirties, I think. So, um, Alvaro still looks good. He's um, ticking along with his cash rises. Um, yeah, Phil Mayono for me is for the people who did happen to start with him, um, he'd be one that I'd be looking to cash out on, you know, maybe bring in your Ben Hampton and drop your Fumayono. If you've got another, depending on where you're playing, if you've got someone else to bring in for him, then um, that's what I'd be doing this week. Otherwise, that uh, Dragons looked um, looked pretty good. Daniel, talk us through you boys. Yeah, Dragons uh, did look good. Couldn't say the same for Parramatta. Really really struggled to get on the front foot. Dragon's just way too good defensively and just rushing up in the line, just putting them under a bit too much pressure, trying to spread it wide way too early when they didn't really deserve the right to, especially when you're trying to throw it wide and the Dragon's already up in your face as well because you haven't got the front foot in the middle. Um, Really hurt a few of the Eels players, especially Mitch Moses didn't really have the space to uh, get those attacking stats that he normally does. And it looked like Dylan Brown was doing a bit more on his edge. Um, and he ran away with a 69, Dylan Brown. So uh, good for his owners and especially his nice. own few rough scores as well. Um, <laughs> thanks, Bermo. Um, Papali'i looks uh, absolutely rock solid. I know he's been getting some big scores with Matto out and because he's starting, but even from the bench, he was scoring big. Um, probably, if he goes back to the bench, probably not going to be worth the price that you're going to pay for him. He's probably going to be about close to 700k next week which means you know that's probably what you want about a 50 55 uh every week at least from someone that you're going to pay that much money for um so he's getting close to that point where um he's probably hit his price cap but still if he's going to keep scoring tries and um getting plenty of tackle bus which he did he got six tackle bus this game yeah he's definitely um still worth a go if you think he's going to keep going up in price but if you're just using him as a cash cow probably want to avoid but with an 88, very electric, Papali, he looks very, very good. He's almost looking like season-long keeper sort of status to me, Isaiah Papali. He's, he's looking good. Uh, a bit of X factor off the bench, you know, when he comes off. He only played 69 minutes on an edge. So um, I know we've got nice. to try and... 
Um, I know he got a try and a heap of tackle breaks, but look, 41 tackles, his base stats are unreal. So, um, you know, I think that, you know, you'd certainly be holding him probably for another month. Um, and if he starts, maybe once he goes back to the bench when Maddo comes back, starts pumping out a few 40s, then then you look to sell him and you can upgrade him straight to someone like a Harry Grant or if you need another mid, then take your pick. Um, yeah. But no, I think you, you wouldn't be looking to get rid of him anytime soon. If you're bringing him in, you're bringing him in for the long run now, um, absolutely. Uh, and you'd have to be confident that he's going to be pumped out at least 50s um, yeah. and every I think week that's... if you're going to bring him in. Yeah, that's the worry, right? You've got to hope that he's going to be getting 55 plus, really, if you're going to pay that money for him. And it's going to get... He'll definitely do it if he's starting. Like, I have no doubt he'll be scoring 60s plus if he's starting. But with Maddo back from the bench, you know, he he was scoring 50s there already, but you really want him to be, you know, carrying on with it and getting bigger scores, uh, which is why we dropped Nathan Brown, who uh, this week came back with a 52, um, which is good, but, you know, not great. Still probably a sell. Um, You want him to be getting consistently higher than that and if he's only going to be getting you know 50 plus with big defensive games like this really was um then yeah you'll probably want to look at a at another forward because it's going to be up and down for para i think this season um mahoney got a 53 didn't play the full 80 came off at the end there for will smith but 53 is pretty good 57 tackles didn't make any meters there was no real attacking stats to his name so that's a pretty good base for uh reed i think if you've got him yeah He's probably a season-long hold. I wouldn't get rid of him if he has a couple of subpar, you know, 50-odd scores. Uh, definitely a hold for the season. Uh, and, yeah, then there's Mitch Moses, who only got a 44. Pretty rough game for Mitch. Uh, looked like he was carrying a bit of a calf issue towards the end. but um, Got a, got a corky there, I reckon. That's what the mail yeah, was. They reckon he right. should be right for next week. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I was eyeing him off as a buyer this round. Um, but he didn't meet his break-even again, which probably means his break-even is going to go up to about a 70-odd next week, so I might hold off one more week. He, I th- think he's still definitely a buy long-term. I think he's going to be averaging around the 60 to 65 mark uh, long-term over the season, so looks like a buy, but you just got to yeah, hopefully get him when his price is at its lowest because it could be around 700K, and that's probably the best point to um, to get him. With Moses, I think um, Parramatta, because they let the game get so far ahead of them very quickly that Moses' kick meters um, sort of decreased a lot because it had to be a, lot, a little more attacking. Um, yeah. So he only got 300 kick meters, which might seem like a lot, but he's normally up around the five 500 at least um, sort of mark. Um, so he didn't have really the run meters as well. Uh, he had a 75, I suppose, but, you know, he was trying things too early. Uh, had no no tries or anything like that. He, um, you know, as you said, he throwing, you know, miracle balls to the wing to see Mike Sivo, and quite often they were dropped or they, you know, weren't, weren't quite to him. And, you know, fortunate enough for Mitchell Moses' owners, they didn't go down as his errors. They went down as probably Mike Sivo's um, um, yeah. errors. He was forcing so, it when it didn't need to happen, yeah. basically. Yeah. So his fantasy scoring, you know, took a big hit because of that. So um I don't I don't think I think forty four with a poor perform with an underwhelming performance is um still okay. If you're a Mitch Mose zone, I wouldn't be looking to sell him at all. Yeah, absolutely. Uh there's two other players I guess to touch on that had some pretty poor performances. Um, and I'd like to love to get your thoughts on them. Um, Junior Paulo, owned by seven and a half percent of teams, only cracked a twenty nine in a very um, I guess tackle heavy or f- like defensive heavy game. Um, 
what do you boys reckon? Is it Ram bulk uh, decoys? Ram bulk, bulk, bulk decoys. They brought him in for the odd sort of set piece, but yeah, it was just decoy after decoy. I ended up giving away that penalty for that that had a try disallowed. He was the he was the one that ran into to Flumano. Yeah. He's also like the offload king and he's just updated now. He's went down to a twenty seven from a twenty eight with another missed tackle at it, I think. So he only had one offload and I think maybe round one he had like five or something ridiculous like that. So um he yeah, he didn't wasn't really as involved. Would he make twenty four tackles with the cup with two misses? So <laughs> Um. Yeah, and again, they needed to look a little bit more attack- attacking, so they didn't go through the middle. They looked to the edges. Um, Sean Lane, Isaiah Pupley, even Bryce Cartwright got the ball a lot. He got 47 points in 53 yeah. minutes, even though it looks like Bryce Cartwright did nothing. Um, so I think that's where the points were sort of scattered rather than you know towards their forwards in Campbell Gillard and Junior Paulo. Yeah. Uh, Junior Paul was probably brought in by a lot of people at the start of the season where he got those couple of 70s to start off with. With uh, His scores were inflated by tries as well. So, um, yeah, I and think... So, what, a hold? Are we th- is that what we're thinking? Yeah, I reckon that was sort of... Parramatta's not going to this every week, as you'd hope, I suppose. Um, so I think that he comes back against the Raiders especially. It's going to be a strong def- uh, a big, strong defensive effort from, um, from Parramatta. So with a close-scoring game, I think he probably gets up back up there to his 45-50 scoring, personally. Fair. And, I tend uh, to agree. Oh, good. And Tom Opacek. <laughs> Beauty. Tom Opacek just updated from 27 to 39 to get around him. What? Yeah. Actually? Yeah. Yeah, big, huge. So Tom Opacek is the king, and you have nothing bad to say about him, I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> He's sitting at a 27, and I'm like, oh, geez, that's a rough one if you own him. Um, but yeah, if you got a thirty-nine, that's uh, that's very good. That's a huge pricing. Mo- that. Moses downgraded as well to forty-one. Yeah, okay. Under Yucky, <laughs> yucky. <laughs> I love that. Uh, I do not. He's my starting half. <laughs> Beauty. Yep. That's, that's really it. I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Boys. I, know, I think Opechek looked pretty good. So I, uh, he was strong in defence. Um, didn't have heaps of attacking stats. Um. Sorry, just to go back to Opacek. I um so I think thirty nine for him is very good for you know, someone who didn't do anything attacking wise. Um yeah, sorry, that's all I had to say on Tom Opacek. No, fair enough. No, um cracking round of footy, gentlemen. Cracking round of footy. Just love loving having it on again. Yeah. <laughs> oh, cannot wait to see what the Panthers do to the Broncos on Thursday night. That's gonna be oh, uh God. that's gonna be incredible. Cap- yeah, Captain Cleary has records <laughs> his records getting set, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, boy, oh boy. Uh boys, um any anything else you guys actually you know what? Let's let's uh I can probably answer this, but who was your flop of the week, gentlemen? Who who really let you down? I know because we all had him, so whoever wants to say it can say it. Tino oh, Daniel. <laughs> Tina. Oh, God, Tina. he hurts. Should, should have said James Roberts. <laughs> called in before you called it. Love that. Oh, actually, yeah, fair enough. Fair enough, Daniel. You, you, can have, you can have James Roberts all to yourself as your flop of the week. <laughs> oh, look, I'm pretty sure I'm going to be offloading James Roberts, and Tino's almost on the chopping block. So, um, Just yeah, brought I, him I, in. Yeah, I know. I think I know what my trades are next week, but we'll see what team lists bring. Yeah. Uh, and who was, who was your star of the week, gentlemen? Mine's for feeder. Got to be Dave for feeder. Uh, well, I'll say Latrell. I was going to say Latrell, um, but uh, I guess I will say Schuster. 
looks an absolute 69, gem. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> if he if he can keep hitting out those scores and keep that edge spot, he's yeah he's probably going to be a keeper long term. But uh, yeah, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, lovely, love love your work, gentlemen. Well done after a cracking week of footy. Let's sign off there. Well done, boys. Thanks, Thanks mate. mate. Beautiful boys. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Fantasy Footy Brains podcast. Look out for our round six preview coming Wednesday.